an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Podcast on Fantasy Pros. It is the week one recap. It is the stream and we are live on YouTube. I'm Chris Welsh. That is Scott Bogman. We've got Deepak Chona on here. We are breaking it all down if you guys are on the YouTube with us, you're a bunch of your hundreds and hundreds of live degenerates that are hanging out with us. If you're listening <laughs> on the podcast, make sure you get over to youtube.com slash fantasy pros and make sure you subscribe, get notifications so you can watch with us live every single week as we recap all the stuff. If you are watching live, make sure you are subscribed. And if you make some comments, you've got opportunities to win awesome things like a giveaway. We are actually giving away an AJ Brown jersey right now, courtesy of betting pros with my beautiful white hat right here the winner is lazy laz you can get in touch with customer support agents over at mailbag at fantasypros.com with your mailing address and proof of your subscription to fantasy pros youtube channel we're going to get that jersey shipped out to you again the winner is lazy laz congratulations and you could be next comments on here subscribe on the youtube and you're set gentlemen what a glorious glorious week one of football it had all of the chaos the beauty, the scoring, everything we didn't expect and everything we did expect. Bogman, um, I love yeah. you. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He's a Steeler fan. I'm a 49er fan, so I'm doing a little bit better. Are you okay is the question? I'll survive. You know, uh, it, it was it was a beating by the Niners, but it was a beating from the jump, so I got to settle in. It wasn't a heartbreak and uh, not so much fun for week one, but – we move on to week two, like like Mike Tomlin likes to say. Yeah, move it right on. So we're going to be getting into everything. We're going to be breaking down all of the games. We are going to go through some of the big top headlines. We've got everything for you. And we have got the big injury news because we had a massive injury that went down. Deepak Chona is the man. Sport MD analysis on Twitter. Make sure you follow him there. You can get all the latest. And sportsmedsanalysis.com is where you can get everything. Deepak, we have got the big five on injuries. We have got Pat Firemuth exited the game with a chest injury, kind of concerning. We had Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews who were inactive. We got some tight end stuff. Deontay Johnson in that 49er game, he exited the game early with a hamstring injury. But the number one is J.K. Dobbins suffering a, a torn Achilles. We suspect that would be out for the season, but you tell us. little recap here on the big injuries and uh, your take. Yeah, you're exactly right. J.K. Dobbins is a big deal of an injury, really a brutal blow for running backs. We saw with Cam Akers and James Robinson the past couple of years. This will almost certainly take him out of this season. He will likely be ready week one of next year, but next year, for the most of it, he projects to have a pretty significant performance drop-off. So I wouldn't even call him a buy-low target in Dynasty. He's, it's really a year-and-a-half, two-year type recovery that we're looking at. It's brutal. Uh, so going through the other um, smaller ones, Bogman, I'm going to ask you here in just a second about J.K. Dobbins. But do you have any takes, uh, Deepak, or any concerns on Deontay Johnson specifically and this mess that is the tight end market? Yeah, so starting with Deontay Johnson, having a hamstring strain that looked pretty real, it, he 
collapsed to the ground, holding his hamstring. And that tells me the average timeline on these is about two weeks. And I would be surprised if he makes it out there for week two based on just purely his reaction and the fact that he didn't return in this game. He does have a reasonable shot for week three, I would say, but that's also, you know, based on average data, we'll see a lot from his practice progression. And then the tight ends that you mentioned, Mark Andrews, he was progressing and ramping up to a point where he was almost 50-50 as to where, whether he would play this week. There is a pretty high risk of re-injury this early after a quad strain. So I think that's probably why they opted to sit him for week one. But I would anticipate Mark Andrews being out there week two without much of a performance drop-off. And then Travis Kelsey is an interesting case here because he the average bone bruise takes about two weeks. He'll be at 12 days for week two. But they, they're calling his bone bruise very deep by the reports. So there's a chance that that pushes him out one more week to week three. However, with that being said, they have progressed him. And tomorrow they're planning on letting him jog. And if the knee doesn't swell, then I do anticipate him coming back for week two. So I think with Travis Kelsey, there's a pretty good chance he's back week two, probably about two thirds chance there. And then that's, I mean, that's the summary of the little bit of messy of a, of a tight end market, but then Pat Fryermuth, he came back briefly. And what that tells us after taking a big hit to the chest is that he probably didn't have any sort of fracture in his ribs, but the fact that then he was sitting later in the game, that indicates that there is some degree of like a bone bruise or, or potentially a, a contusion to his, his rib cartilage. And these do tend to cause a little bit of a performance hit for at least about two weeks, not a huge one that would generally keep players out, but we do probably look at him being about 10, 15% reduced for the next couple of weeks. The, the biggest question I got on the live stream, if you guys check it out, we do the live streams in the morning. I'm on the 11 a.m. Eastern uh, question with uh, uh, it's a Q&A one with Tara and we got just littered with tight end questions. So I think we can work our, our way backwards here just for a second, Boggs. The tight ends, those are your answers. Maybe there's concerns with Firemuth. Maybe there is with Kelsey Andrews. If these guys are all back, that's great. We can kind of move through there. Deontay Johnson for a second. If we are talking about next week being in peril, like Deepak is saying, what do you think that move is? Is there a waiver wire adjustment or is there a stealer? I mean, we saw a ton of Calvin Austin in that game, which was wild. Uh, Allen Robinson looked pretty good and seemed to get targeted a whole bunch. What is a, uh, what's an adjustment move, maybe you know deeper and pickup you would have for Deontay if he misses week two? I mean, right now it'd have to be Puka Nakua. We, him getting 15 targets uh, with, for the Rams and leading the league of targets this week. Uh, I, I think that's the guy right now. Tutu Atwell also had a decent amount of targets for the Rams. On the Steelers, Allen Robinson and Calvin Austin will probably split the work. Um, just not a good situation for the Steelers. Maybe increased targets for uh, George Pickens, like we saw in the second half after Deontay went down. Uh, could be as well, but yeah, that's a tough blow for the Steelers. And then obviously the biggest one, Boggs, just want to get your take with J.K. Dobbins and the torn uh, Achilles. Oof. I mean, is the, obviously the replacement inside of Baltimore is going to be something to take a look at, but uh, talk to us about the fantasy implications of Dobbins out. Yeah, it stinks. I mean, you know, we were looking forward to this guy putting up good numbers in this new offense, quicker pace, all that stuff. He scored a touchdown before he got hurt, but he's gone. And the answer right now is going to probably be in-house between Justice Hill, Gus Edwards. They have Melvin Gordon on the practice squad. I'm sure he'll be brought up for uh, the game this week. And also, 
let's not forget JT that reports today were that he's healthy, but since they already placed him on the pup, he cannot play until week five. So maybe the Ravens get on the horn and go after Jonathan Taylor at this point. Yeah. And you could also look that cream hunt, Leonard Fournette, they could all be potential options here. But if you do have Edwards and Hill and they just bring up Melvin Gordon, it wouldn't be the most ridiculous thing to think the Ravens would just go at it uh, from a small capacity. Uh, there were two other injuries to add that were kind of in the later thing that didn't make our awesome graphics. Jacoby Myers took a nasty hit Deepak uh, that had everybody kind of, you know, on their knees. So talk to us about your concerns with Jacoby Myers after that hit. Yeah, you're right. He took a helmet-to-helmet hit. He stayed down for a little while. Hard to say if he had like a true fencing posture that we famously remember from Tua last year. But regardless, that there's a lot of concern for concussion there. And if he does end up in the concussion protocol, that takes a little more than a week on average to, to come back from. So in that case, you would probably look at him missing week two and coming back week three. And Boggs, you already talked about like long-term, you know, replacements when we were talking about the other side on uh, receivers in general, you're looking at Puka would be a big replacement. Are there any other receivers you would look at or is Hunter Renfro maybe going to be in line for a few more targets if uh, Jacoby Myers is out in Las Vegas? Yeah, you'd think it'd be Hunter Renfro as next man up uh, in Vegas is probably a good one. And yeah, I mean, uh, Puka and th- there will be other uh, wide receivers on the uh, th- there'll be other wide receivers to pick up, but Puka is the guy right now that you want. You're gonna be like the number one waiver guy. Uh, finally, this one came out at the the back end of the games and screwed me out of a uh, parlay where I had just needed three receptions for Aaron Jones. He was going. Why didn't I go yards? It was wah, ridiculous. Wah. Yep. But Aaron Jones got taken out of the game. So Deepak, I believe it was a hamstring. Uh, what concern are you gonna have after you know went out for a huge game? I I expect Aaron Jones to be huge in this offense. Bogman and I were very big on him in draft season. But is this gonna be anything that lingers into week two? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because they were in control of the game at the point where he got injured. So it's hard to say for sure if they if they were in a dire situation, if he would have gone back. You saw him on the sideline and the fact that he stayed on the sideline, still getting stretched out and worked out, suggests to me it's on the milder end of the spectrum. But the key, as we know from the famous Cooper Cup issue, is the re-injury risk goes way up with this. And running back is already an injury-prone position, if you will. So that combination now, I I do have some concerns for Aaron Jones in the season-long formats, but I do lean towards him being available week two, but we would just have to see how practice progression goes from here. Boggs, if Aaron Jones is out, A.J. Dillon is RB what? Uh, I mean, probably a low-end RB2. He did not look good today. Patrick Taylor actually came in at the end of the game. Of course, he's playing against a gas defense and all that stuff. He looked better. So uh, I don't know. A- A.J. Dillon just did not show up today. So uh, hoping he he's going to look better, but uh, didn't look good today, but he should get a big workload of Aaron Jones. Saying we're not going to all fall for that. A.J. Dillon high end. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's just the recipe for like RB12 in a ranks for week two as if another guy is out there. Uh, Deepak Chona, Sport MD Analysis on Twitter. Sport, M- uh, Sport Med Analysis is a website people should check out, correct? Sportsmedanalytics.com. Sportsmed right. Analytics. Apologies. It's I should have written close. that down. Stupid. No, all good, man. <laughs> so, uh, right. what, and what, what should they be on the lookout for over at the website? So we'll be, we we keep our injury analysis pretty up to date every day on there. And you can search previous posts. If you can't find Twitter's hard to navigate for previous injury stuff that you're looking for. And then if you can't find it on either of those, just hit us up. You know how to find us. 
All right. Uh, and gentlemen, I wanted to share this as well. All of those injuries and we can bemoan some of it, but um, I think we could all feel for this guy right here. This is someone's lineup. Today, oh my God. Uh, that had Olave who missed time, Pat Firemuth, JK Dobbins is in there. And if you look down on the bench, uh, Deontay Johnson, this oh, is a oh, real life roster that was shared. The sources, uh, Keno Cantua on the Twitter X. So um, we're hurting but we're not hurting as bad as he is. Uh, <laughs> Deepak, thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we will see you next week for more injury stuff. Everyone, uh, we'll take a quick break, and we're going to break down all of these games. Thank you, Deepak. Want to dominate your fantasy football leagues? Well, then you need My Playbook, available only from Fantasy Pros. Struggling with the waiver wire? My Playbook lets you see who the top available players are week to week. Can't decide who to start? Compare your players side-by-side side with detailed breakdowns and projections for each week of your fantasy season. And it's all included with your premium subscription to Fantasy Pros. So sign up today at FantasyPros.com or download our free My Playbook app to your Apple or Android device. Thank you, Ryan Wormley. Thank you so much for that awesome <laughs> playbook. I highly suggest you go and check out My Playbook, the top headlines of the day, Bogman, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, who is going to make the Miller light? Here's to what's next. Well, we'll find out. But Bogman, you give us the headline and you give us the blurb, and then we are going to bring you the Miller light. Here's to what's next game of the uh, pick of the day. I mean, the first one has to be Dobbins. Down goes Dobbins. I mean, uh, unfortunately, an injury for the rest of the season and a backfield that is in flux at best right now. We had a commenter say maybe Kareem Hunt. That could be a possibility. Leonard Fournette still a free agent. There's some good free agents out there outside of just trying to go get JT. But also, let's not forget Melvin Gordon coming up off the practice squad. It's going to be gross. That, yeah. That's what it's going to be. I mean, Kareem Hunt would make some start. sense if you want to think about maybe like a change of pace back to what yeah, they've Melvin already Gordon. got. I mean, Gus yeah. Edwards can absolutely be a pounding back. Kareem Hunt can kind of open up that receiving side. Not that like J.K. Dobbins was that, but it gives you a different feel. That's why he would make sense. If anything, maybe Leonard Fournette would be more uh, J.K. K. Dobbins and anybody else, but the, the most likely situation, as you mentioned, is probably Melvin Gordon just coming up and then us crossing our fingers that they trade for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. I gotta, gotta do something. I, I don't think, I don't think the leading I'm, it's possible. The leading back is not on the roster right now for the Ravens. So uh, the second one here, Tyreek torches, he torched the chargers whose defense was supposed to be so much better. 15 targets, 11 catches, 215 yards and two touchdowns might be the best wide receiver in the league right now got open on every play i mean tua wasn't uh, he had a ton of yards but he wasn't i wouldn't call him sharp today he threw into traffic a bunch but it didn't matter tyreek bailed him out he looks so amazing and uh also top tight ends were toast in week one we had kelsey and andrew sit uh hawkinson caught a lot of balls but if you're not in a ppr league it didn't help you out a lot and the top performers at tight end were uh more alliteration here how about uh hunter henry and hayden hurst the welsh donald parham scored a touchdown evan ingram was in there but if you spent on a top tier tight end you were not enjoying week one Gross. All right. Well, the Miller Light. Here's to when here's to what's next. Headline of the day is Burrow busted. 
Joe Burrow did not look good at all. He looked like a guy that missed all of preseason and a lot of practice, and he was just out of sync. He was out of rhythm. He was terrible, didn't even have 100 yards passing. It affected the whole offense, and obviously uh, Cleveland was getting them in predictable downs and knew exactly what to do and rolled right over them. I'm not going to worry about Burrow moving forward. I think he's going to be incrementally better. Remember, didn't practice a lot last preseason, had four picks against Pittsburgh in week one last year, and then went on to have a pretty solid season. So we're fine with Joe Burrow. I'm not hitting the panic button unless he stacks a couple of these bad performances together, and I don't see that happening right now. Bogman became Tim Robinson. He said, I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm not worried not, about any of it. I'm not worried about any of this when it comes to Joe Burrow. Uh, with a Miller Lite in your hand, fall doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash pros. That's MillerLite.com slash pros. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Could use some low calories myself, especially after this week one. My friends, let's break down the games. We're starting with the Sunday early, early slate here. Carolina ended up dropping it to Atlanta. Atlanta wins 24 to 10. Bogman, what happened to Drake London? Only 18 passes in this game. Uh, so th this was really, this is exactly what uh, Arthur Blank wants, uh, or Arthur Smith, excuse me, wants uh, from his offense. He wants a lot of running and no passing at all, especially with the first year starter in Desmond Ritter. It worked out that way that Drake, Drake London got the donut. I don't think that this is going to be the usual MO for Drake London. So while I'm not hitting the panic button yet, I wasn't very high on Drake London coming in because of the way this offense wants to work. Where do you think you can slot him in week two? Coming up in week two, Green Bay is at Atlanta. And uh, by the way, New Orleans is going to be at Carolina for Monday Night Football if you guys are looking to next week here. But, you know, I, I heard a lot of people that were deep on Drake London for um, for week one, and it was absolutely nothing. It was the Bijan and Tyler Algier show, and and Tyler or um, Desmond Ritter looked like Desmond Mitter, as you've always called him. Yeah. It looked bad. So, can you even put him as a wide receiver two going into week two? Yeah, I mean, this was just a perfect game for the way Atlanta wants to run offense. It's not going to be like that every week. They got the two picks off of Bryce Young. Uh, the defense looked better, but it's still a rookie starter they went up against. I think Green Bay will put more points on the offense, put a little more pressure on that Atlanta offense and make them pass. And Drake London will be heavily involved. And also, after he gets nothing, they'll probably design a couple plays up for him as well this week. Yeah, I, I would say of note also that Bijan was actually outtouched by Tyler Algier. This is actually something that I was saying this week, Boggs, if you remember that mm -hmm. Tyler Ogier might surprise people. It was 18 to 16, but not really necessarily concerning because you saw how both of these guys are. He's the live. closer. Yeah, he is the closer. And it is a very uh, good version of AJ Dillon and uh, uh, Aaron Jones type of <laughs> yes. thing that's going out there. And on the Carolina side, Miles Sanders was a workhorse, 22 touches compared to Hubbard's 11. And there was a lot of talk pregame about, you know, oh, 15 touches for Miles Sanders. They tried to do it early on. It just didn't really end up working out. Cleveland beat up Cincy, as we talked about, 24 to 3. I know the biggest fantasy takeaway was Joe Burrow feeling uh, looking like garbage. But what else? Is there another fantasy takeaway outside of the Burrow side of this? I mean, Watson still looked just okay passing 16 to 29, but he added rushing five for 45 and a touchdown. So that was nice to see. I, I just want to reiterate, I'm not panicking on Chase. I'm not panicking on Higgins or Burrow yet. 
Uh, Joe Mixon looked pretty good. This offense will come around, but they did have a bad offensive line uh, injury as well. So unless this stacks, which I don't anticipate it to, I'm not worried about it. Jacksonville, they beat Indy 31 to 21. That was one of my games of the week. Got a little bit worried about it. You know, it's funny, Bugs. It didn't quite play out exactly how I presented it, but I did present in a lot of different places that Anthony Richardson would be a QB1, but I thought it would be more garbage time. Little did we know that Anthony Richardson actually made this a game. Uh, Jacksonville wins 31-21. They cover the spread. Fantasy takeaway, there's actually a lot of stuff in this, but uh, who are you going to highlight? I mean, Calvin Ridley, he looked amazing. 11 targets, eight catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Um, you know, he he was outstanding in this game, and I thought maybe there's going to be a little rust. No, Christian Kirk looked bad. Zay Jones outsnapped him. What so, happened to Christian Kirk in this one? I think Christian Kirk, I'm just down. throwing this out here, I think Christian Kirk is going to be on the top three list of panic cuts this week. I'm not saying it should be, but I'm saying right. of the things that people are going to panic about, I feel like Christian Kirk is going to be at the top of that list. Do you think people should or be willing to cut him in in, in like 10 or 12? I think I'd bench him first before I cut him. I think the talent's too good there, but Zay Jones outsnapped him, looked better, mm. uh, had more catches, caught the touchdown. Like, uh, I don't know, man. I It's not looking good for Christian Kirk, and it looks real good for Calvin Ridley right now. Anything on Anthony Richardson? You, you wrote here kind of a mixed bag. He did have 24 completions. He did have two touchdowns. He was running the ball a bit. He's running too uh, many times. He got he took too many big hits. He will not be able to survive the season with that. They have nothing in the run game. It would be best for Indy to bring back Jonathan Taylor, either pay him or whatever, uh, convince him to come back, give him a one-year deal. I don't care what it is. You got to get him back because Deion Jackson looked terrible. Evan Hall was awful. Jake Funk was the other guy. Or yeah. sign somebody. Bring in Leonard Fournette. I don't know what you got to do, but you got to fix this so Anthony Richardson is not taking so many hits. I don't know how this team would trade Jonathan Taylor in the coming weeks if they don't get a running back coming back. You know, there was that 100%. Green Bay, there was that Green Bay trade that was rumored that it was going to be AJ Dillon and something, but apparently that's been taken off the table. They can't do I mean, they can do this, by the way, if they just want to lose games. But to your point, if they don't have the right weapons to establish, Anthony Richardson's going to put himself in situations where he's going to get damaged. And we should have probably talked about this with Deepak. Luckily, it looks like he's okay. There was a little bit of a knee bruise. Yeah, they said he's going to be fine. Yeah. But, but it's just you're just running and you're not sliding and you're just pounding into you can't be that guy that it's like old cam newton can't stuff. be a battering ram yeah yeah 100 it, it looked like old cam newton stuff just flying and bat yeah battering ram right into the zone but he might be able okay so let me ask you this you've got indy at houston and then uh kansas city's at jacksonville for the matchups is anthony richardson a qb1 in week two going to houston after this performance i think he's going to be right in that borderline for sure seeing how much he ran and how bad the running backs were he's definitely gonna have to be utilized as a weapon if they want to uh win this game because houston didn't look as bad as we thought they didn't look good they look as bad as we thought tampa bay beat minnesota 20 to 17 baker mayfield what are we doing fantasy takeaway uh from this game uh i in this game i mean i think it's got to be jj is still the man 12 targets nine catches 150 yards one of those early picks that ab absolutely did not disappoint you here was justin jefferson but also i mean i talked about baker mayfield throwing the ball tampa bay throwing the ball a lot and they threw a lot they had to they were down but another concern that i have in this game will madison run enough to be a consistent rb2 only 11 carries in this game for 34 yards bucks are a tough run defense he had four targets he caught a touchdown that saved his day but I'm a little worried about Madison seeing how much the Vikings were passing in week one. Who would you rather have rest of season Madison or Rashad white? Ooh, 
I'm still I'm still Team Madison on that Get one. Get out of here! I know nonsense. you like Rashad White. It's nonsense. You even wrote here you're like well, yeah, Rashad, right. Rashad White, workhorse, Madison. There's big questions. They were like right near each other in ranks. I'm I'm not about that. Rashad White, run a poll, producer, run like a poll, Sean please. Okay. Like oh yeah, Sean Tucker over all of them. Mm. <laughs> uh, week two, Minnesota is at Philly, so that's not going to get any better. That's Thursday night football. Uh, that's going to be rough. And Chicago is going to Tampa Bay. So, ooh, I think there might be. If you got a second, you're going to have a bad week against Philly. You might get some nasty Madison chatter starting to roam the streets of people not feeling comfortable uh, ranking him. Who, who are you going to rank higher in week two, Rashad White or Madison? Uh, I would definitely rank Rashad White higher in week two, okay. for sure. All right. We talk a lot about what makes winners on this show, and there's one thing all the teams, coaches, and players have in common. Preparation. Planning is key in everyday life, too. And a great way to be prepared for the unexpected is to join AirMed Care Network, America's largest air ambulance membership network. AirMed Care Network providers operate state-of-the-art helicopters that can respond to critically ill or injured patients who need emergency medical transport. These flights can be very expensive, but as an AirMed Care Network member, you won't see a bill for your flight only when flown by one of their providers. That's right, you pay nothing. You can become a member of AirMed Care Network for just $99 per year. And right now our listeners get up to an $80 MasterCard or Amazon e-gift card when they join and use offer code FANTASYPROS. That's FANTASYPROS with no spaces. Make financial peace of mind part of your game plan. Visit airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash FANTASYPROS. Next up, New Orleans, they beat Tennessee 16 to 15. Fantasy impact, fantasy takeaway from the New Orleans game. Derek Carr with the deep shots. I mean, I like 305 yards on 23 completions was outstanding. Olave with the minor injury, but Michael Thomas got involved. Eight targets, five catches, 61. Rashid Shaheed had a big game as well. Five catches for 89 and a touchdown. He did lose a fumble, but this offense got very, very vertical with, uh, with Derek Carr at the helm. And I like what I saw. Yeah, and I just want to point out, just going back here, Shadow Shadow Wolf in the chat saying Rashad White. So thank you for my Rashad White crew. Uh, not to take it away from this game. Uh, yeah, uh, the deep ball looked good. Michael Thomas was getting back into it. Olave was stretching the field. Any takeaways on DeAndre Hopkins? I feel like we got a gajillion questions in the morning stream about DeAndre Hopkins. How are you walking out of uh, week one with him? Loving it. 13 targets for him. I don't like Ryan Tannehill. He looked rough. 18 for 34. Three picks. Leak Willis is the QB too. Maybe sooner rather than later. No, thank you. Chargers are at Tennessee week two. New Orleans at Carolina. That is a tasty matchup right there. Not good for my boy, Miles Sanders. Everyone take a deep breath here. 49ers at Pittsburgh, my San Francisco 49ers won 30 to Bogman's Pittsburgh Steelers of seven. Not going to not going to bring up any crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff or, you know, linger on about the whole thing. But Bogman, I am dying to know what fantasy takeaways from this dominant San Francisco 49ers performance do you have? Well, I think the biggest thing is obviously the Deontay entry. But outside of that, I mean, uh, how about uh, Elijah Mitchell and CMC? 25 touches for 169 yards and a touchdown for uh, CMC. Five carries, no catches for Eli Mitchell. I should have rested him in the second half. I even texted you about it. I was surprised by what was happening there. But remember all uh, that? They're like, uh, uh, Chris McCaffrey is going to have 15 touches a game, everybody. And everyone's like, oh, so this is your RB1? 
Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this though, real question about outside of being annoying. What's going on with George Pickens? Because in watching this game, I kept, you know, just talking at non, uh, uh, I couldn't stop talking about how the 49ers secondary was a big question. Little did we know that the Steelers pass and their offensive line was just going to just crumble and there was no real room, but Kenny Pickett just made horrible decisions the whole day. But what ended up happening once they started getting some some momentum was George Pickens was not dominating at any side of the field. Even when Deontay Johnson came off, you had uh, Austin doing everything. You had uh, Allen Robinson taking a big brunt of it, and Pickens just didn't take over. Are you are you concerned or worried at all that you know Pickens inside as a, as a top thirty wide receiver really isn't in play? No, this is Pickett was off today. I mean, he still had eight targets to Pickens too. Pickett was off today. So I'm just not going to think that this goes the whole season and it's going to be a bad year for Pickens based off one game. Uh, So uh, I'm just not going to do that. I'm not willing to do that yet. Sure, maybe some separation problems, but he he was okay. He didn't have a donut. That's my point. He was okay. He was, but I guess it it was probably something bigger about uh, the 49ers in general. Is touchdown dependent. He he will be most of his career because he's a deep threat, and he didn't score the touchdown today. So it's just going to be a mess. Okay, next week Deontay's out. Um, The Steelers are going to be hosting the Browns. 49ers are going to be at the Rams. I mean, the 49ers are an amazing matchup here. But where are you going to like roughly? Where are you going to put? next week if Deontay is out wide receiver three where he usually goes I'm not going to move him up that much who would you rather have oh mm-hmm. who would you rather have next week George Pickens or Puka Nakua Puka Puka's going against the Niners too so you're going to take Puka targets. over George Pickens he got all the targets okay and and Van Jefferson dropped like two balls so yeah uh Puka's going to get a healthy he's going to get fed Okay, I'm just trying to check here. I'm just trying to see where we are, uh, where we are ultimately at. Hey, friends, come and join the NFL group contest. You can do that today. Betting Pros NFL contest. Users can join the group by visiting the community tab in the Betting Pros app or by going to the link directly, bettingpros.com slash NFL contest. The contest has weekly and season to date leaderboards on weekly. You got minimum of five NFL picks per week to qualify. In season, you got a minimum of 100 NFL picks during the season to qualify. Prizes, how about the grand prize winners going to receive a Jackson Smith and Jigba autographed jersey? And numerous weekly and monthly winners are going to receive swag from the Fantasy Pros and Betting Pro shop, like the hats, actually, that Bogman and I are both wearing, as well as a one-year premium upgrade on both apps, bettingpros.com slash NFL contest. Go and do that today. This white one is banging on the Betting Pros, and I got the like exact one. same one. Yeah, I was going to wear the exact one you have, but I'm glad to have uh, mixed <laughs> it up a little bit. I almost ate all my words and lost all of my Survivor contests this week because I told myself, <laughs> when else am I going to start the Washington Commanders at any point this season? And how about the Arizona Cardinals being the worst team in the NFL? Well, I almost ate all of it, but Washington did hold out winning 20 to 16 over the cards, but it wasn't easy. So where's your fantasy takeaway from the Washington game? Sam Howell looked terrible. That That's what it is. 19 to 31, 202 yards. He did run for a touchdown, uh, but he had a fumble loss. A whole offense suffered because of him. I mean, that's why Brian Robinson looked like a meat grinder out there with his 20 touches for not that many yards. I think it was 20 touches for 66 yards and a score. So, I mean, he looked better than Antonio Gibson with his five touches and a fumble, but uh, Dotson, didn't look good. Seven for five for 40. I mean, that's okay. McLaurin, we knew he was skimpy, but four targets, two catches, 31 yards. 
not great. Logan Thomas led in targets with eight. So Sam Howell's got to get it together because you are not going to get to play the Cardinals every single week moving forward. And he looked bad. So, you know, if you're in a super flex league, maybe throw a couple bucks on Jacoby Brissett. If you've got a bench spot, uh, because Sam Howell did not look good in the first game here. 42 and a half was the receiving prop for Jahan Dotson. 42 and a half, and he ended at 40. Ooh, that one hurts. I'm going to be eating that one for a little bit. I am not happy about it. Uh, Giants, they're going up against uh, Arizona. So Arizona is going to be hosting the Giants next week. Washington is at Denver. So the Giants-Arizona matchup. You know, James Conner was fine. And I think that was actually encouraging that this was, I think the Baltimore. Call on up Arizona. Get I mean, James Conner. If you're going to actually play this Caleb Williams, like we're not trying to, you know, then you absolutely have to. But I thought that was uh, relatively encouraging. Baltimore, speaking of, uh, went up against Houston. They beat them 26 to nine. We know Dobbins is out, torn Achilles. Mm. What other fantasy takeaway outside the injury uh, are you going to highlight for us? Uh, Lamar looked pedestrian, 17 to 269 yards, six rushes for 38, did lead in rushing yards, obviously, with Dobbins down. But Zay Flowers has to be the takeaway here. 10 targets, 9 catches, 78 yards. Uh, OBJ only had 3 targets. So did Bateman. And Bateman only had 25 snaps. 20, uh, 25 snaps, 54 for Zay, 59 for OBJ. So Bateman is the third guy by a lot. And that is all without Mark Andrews. So looks like Zay Flowers is your wide receiver one in Baltimore moving. It is crazy to me. Uh, I do want to remind you guys about my playbook. You heard it a little bit earlier. My playbook is where you can manage your fantasy football lineups and dominate your leagues with my playbook over at Fantasy Pros. The suite of powerful tools help you make better decisions, manage your lineups, and win your leagues. Created by Fantasy Pros, the number one fantasy sports advice and tools provider in the world. This app going to let you import your team to get custom fantasy football news rankings and analysis sync up your leagues today at fantasypros.com slash my playbook or download directly to your apple or android device we have got you on lock they give great great stuff out there and when you're you know getting locked into my playbook make sure you guys are subscribed to the youtube channel make that all one big cohesive unit when you are subscribed and make comments like over a thousand of you are doing live right now you can get entered into those awesome contests like the aj brown jersey that we gave away to lazy laz lazy laz just got an email mailbag at fantasypros.com look at that gorgeous jersey we're going to be giving out awesome stuff all season long so make sure you're subscribed to the fantasy uh pros youtube channel and you make some comments get some notifications too it's not going to hurt you it's just going to get dinged when we're coming up and there's a lot of us right now afternoon sunday slate. afternoon slate that's right the raiders the raiders beat the denver broncos 17 to 16 bogs it had a lot of weirdness it had the early on uh, garoppolo knockout it had jacoby myers i just hit my Devonte adams six catch prop but what's your fantasy <laughs> takeaway here russell wilson looked better but not good uh 10 different targets for him as well made it super frustrating watching the broncos receivers on one i thought Cortland sutton's gonna get a lot lj humphrey caught a touchdown smash p ryan led in receiving yards for the broncos as well so it just looked weird so a regular sean payton big mix of gross stuff here so welcome back sean payton all of us hate you again uh javante was fine uh you know regular meh Jimmy, Jimmy G uh, performance. And actually Jacoby Myers looked really Jacoby good. Jacoby Myers looked phenomenal. Like injury. not just really good. Jacoby really Myers looked good. insane. And, and I mean, but the, the formula is the same in, in Vegas. It's 
feed Jacobs. Okay. That's, that's right. everything. I mean, it's that, that it was a bad game for fantasy. Not fun. Miami, they beat the Chargers. This was Bogman and I's biggest. This was our biggest run, by the way, today of uh, plus money. They were plus three. I actually did a teaser, which, oh, it was, a, I teased down Washington to one and I got plus nine on the Dolphins. Thank you very much. But they won outright 36 to 34. Talked about it earlier. So love to get a different takeaway. Maybe something on Raheem Moster. Tyreek Hill was insane, but fantasy uh, impact and implications out of this. Well, Tyreek was huge. The run game for Miami was very secondary, but they had to play catch up the whole game. These te- these two teams were in a shootout going point for point. But what, what I took away was, yeah, we were worried about Eckler, but Eckler doesn't need a million touches like he was getting to be productive. We saw that today. And Joshua Kelly had a pretty big workload right here. Might be a decent pickup. Uh, pr- probably going to be a pretty big add in the waivers to start the week here. Lots of touches for Joshua Kelly, which I mean, he was also kind of a big focus on in draft season leading up, though. Like he was yeah. like we clearly he became the backup. It wasn't out Spiller. Spiller. Yeah, yeah. W- wasn't very close. But I mean, I, he got he got I think he had just as many touches as uh, Eckler did. Do though. you think that Kelly will be the number who uh, like the number two to I got to imagine like Gus Edwards is going to be the top guy like Hill and Edwards, some combination of that. Or do you think Kelly is going to be able to supplant that? No, no, I think I think Kelly is he's a backup, but it was 20 to 16, but they were trying to grind out the clock at the end. They didn't want to give the ball back to Miami. So they were running Kelly. It didn't work. Miami ended up winning on some big plays there, but the formula looked pretty good. For what secondary Chargers. back would you rather have rest of season? AJ Dillon or Joshua Kelly? Right now, I'd rather have Joshua Kelly. Okay, that's kind of where I thought we were leading to. I thought I thought I can get a nice good uh, instant reaction. I was going to say that. Yeah, I also didn't think you were going to say that. The Rams beat the Seahawks. Didn't see that one coming. Thirty to thirteen. Oh my! Fantasy takeaway out of this game. I know you're not a big Geno guy. Uh, you're not a really big. Well, <laughs> here's why. Geno turned into a pumpkin. Sixteen of twenty-six, one hundred twelve yards, a touchdown, two sacks. Not. A good game for Geno at all. Uh, and also the Seattle defense was bad. The Rams offense was good. Matt Stafford looked great. Puka Nakua with the 15 targets, 10 catches, 119 yards, eight targets, six catches, 119 yards for 2-2 at well. I mean, uh, the Rams offense looked way better than we thought even with some guys that are no names right now in the fantasy community. Puka, number one waiver wire this week? Gotta be. Uh, yeah, I don't know who else it would be unless there's major injuries in these other games. Gotta especially be. with this weird, not only just IR concern of round cup, but like just the other things that are looming of like, will they even push him back anytime soon? And Puka was phenomenal, uh, especially if you need, uh, if you're full PPR and you need any need of wide receiver help, which why wouldn't you be? Puka's going to be the top guy. Uh, Philly was able to pull out a win and the cover for Bogman, 25 to 20 over New England. And I would have to say, Boggs, I know a couple of people put it in the chat earlier. The biggest takeaway is what the hell happened to DeAndre Swift? Penny got knocked out. I started doing a dance. I was like, <laughs> I'm moving DeAndre Swift up my week one ranks. He's going to get, but I knew Gainwell was going to get carries and I thought he would get the early down, but DeAndre Swift didn't, ex- not only did Gainwell get the stuff, he didn't exist. Is Swift even rosterable at this point? I mean, he still has to be rosterable until we see this twice, but Gainwell, eight, Team touches the next running back was Boston Scott with two DeAndre Swift had two 
I mean, it is Gainwell's backfield right now. They usually mix. Maybe we'll see that again. I would hate to drop Swift and then uh, see him pick up for Philly later in the season. I think Penny's droppable since he didn't get a helmet. But, you know, maybe they change it up or something from game to game. But tough. Gain Gainwell is the guy right now. Last up, Green Bay, they beat Chicago 38-20. to 20. No Christian Watson, no problem. Dobbs went off. Aaron Jones went off. We talked about earlier with Deepak about the Aaron Jones injury. Fantasy takeaway, though, outside of uh, Aaron Jones. It, it could be about Christian Watson. It could be about what we saw at Dobbs. What's your fantasy takeaway from the Green Bay-Chicago game? How about Jordan Love looking pretty good? Three touchdowns for him, 15 to 27, 245 and three. Um, that would probably be it. Justin Fields started rough last year. Again, he did have 59 yards, which helps you a lot on the ground, but just looking shaky to start. Nothing really in the backfield, even though Roshan scored. It was in garbage time late. Roshan, or you know, excuse me, Khalil still looks like the guy there. I still, I would argue a little bit there that like, Yes, they didn't run a whole lot, but between the 17 touches and 17 carries, Khalil only had half of them. He had nine compared to Roshan and Deontay Foreman. So yeah, it was it was a weirder situation. But Khalil didn't look like he was the go go guy, which I think might affect the fantasy perception. He's leaving we have the door open. It. He's definitely leaving the door open. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. He is leaving the door open. Well, my playbook, go and download that today. Get locked in. Make sure you're subscribed here on the Fantasy Pros YouTube channel. If you guys are listening on the podcast, go and do that. Hang out with us live. You can see Bogman's face when I brought up the Steelers and 49ers. That's not (laughs) the best way to do it. Uh, Thank you, guys, as always. We've got so much more going on during the week. That's why I implore you to uh, be subscribed on the YouTube side and make sure you're subscribed on the podcast side because the content going into week two is going to to be through the roof. That is it. Deepak Chona, want to thank him for joining us. Bogman, you can find him on Twitter at Bogman Sports. You can find me at Is It The Welsh. And thank you to everybody that's hanging out with us. Get locked in for week two right here with the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Until next time, we will see you next week. Goodbye, friends. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.